Film Fanatics. From the silver screen to your earphones. With Alan Azulay and Gal Balaban. Welcome back to Film Fanatics, where we talk about the movies that have us obsessed, excited, and inspired. I am Alan. And I am Gal. And today, we're going all in on the world of Pandora, a.k.a. James Cameron's Avatar. That's right. Some of you might remember that Gal loves Avatar. And I had a different memory of it. Did that change? Let's find out. We're joined by a very special guest today, a journalist, actor, and our friend. You may know him from his main role on Disney's Best Friends Whenever as Chet Marcus. A film fanatic himself, his favorite movies include Before Sunset, Zodiac, and Magnolia, and has even interviewed one of his favorite directors, Paul Thomas Anderson. Please welcome to the show, Matthew Royer. Hi, Matthew. Hey. Hey, what's up, guys? Great to have you. Great to be here. Awesome. Are you ready to get into some movie news with us? Oh, I'm excited. I'm ready. Awesome. So, um, f first on the trades this week, Henry Cavill is officially out as Superman in James Gunn's and Peter Safran's the newly named DCU. Uh, this has caused a lot of controversy online, uh, hashtags, movements, neither <laughs> friends going insane as they do. And, uh, let's let, I, I, I really am curious to see both of you guys opinions on this one. Uh, let's start with you, with you, Matthew. Uh, I, I, I personally, uh, I'm a, I'm more of a DC comics guy than DC media. I think they're, uh, The television stuff, especially on the animation side, has been solid uh, for years. Uh, live action, they just can never get it right. Uh, I, I liked uh, The Suicide Squad, and I, I liked what uh, James Gunn did with that. I liked what he did with Peacemaker. But um, I'm really interested to see what happens with the DCU. Um, I feel like there hasn't been a cohesive slate uh, given to the audiences. Uh, I love Henry Cavill as an actor. I think he's a fantastic Superman. I think Man of Steel is a great movie. Um, but I think this is necessary um, to, to, to at least move forward. I know two months ago they had the whole, oh, you're back. Uh, he left The Witcher. They announced, uh, what was it? Was it Liam Hensworth to replace yeah. him at The Witcher? Yeah. Uh, and uh, he, he seemed very excited uh, to come back to Superman. Um, this feels almost like it may have not have been James Gunn's decision originally even to bring him back. Obviously, I think that's the case. Um, and it's just an unfortunate situa situation for a lot of people. But uh, I think Henry Cavill understands what this industry is. Uh, and I, I know he wants to play Superman. But especially after the news, we're hearing about what happened with Black Adam and possibly their finances being misconstrued to the media and maybe the films haven't been as profitable as we have thought. Uh, I think this is the right move going forward, at least to, to at least start anew. What I am going to be interested in is at least in DCU is what counts as part of James Gunn's universe and what doesn't, um, because are we counting the suicide squad and peacemakers part of this new, new DC Or are we starting from scratch, maybe with the Batman as the first film of his uh, DCU world? So uh, it, it should be interesting to at least 
find out where he uh, is going with this. But back to Henry Cavill, it just sucks as a great actor. He's been waiting so long for this opportunity, and it's just being uh, it's being squandered now. Yeah, uh, to cover a couple of uh, of points that you brought up that were uh, really good for this conversation. Um, both uh, James Gunn and uh, who's the director of the Batman again? Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves, sorry. Uh, Matt Reeves. They both confirmed it that the Batman is not in the new DCU continuity. It hasn't. There hasn't been a, an official confirmation so far as to if anything else that we've seen already is going to be in that continuity. Uh, I think that if James Gunn reboots Wonder Woman, Superman, which he's already confirmed, who's he's, uh, he's even writing the movie uh, himself, um, if he reboots that and he doesn't reboot his own characters, I think that's going to look really bad for him. Well, he has debunked that rumor, but again, it doesn't make things clear. Like he didn't, Exactly. He hasn't clarified the direction he's going. And I'm kind of tired of like, oh, we're taking a new direction because now it's like, Yay, Superman's back. And I was like, oh, maybe not. But here's what I'll say. I love James Gunn and what he's contributed so far to the DC Universe. But I feel like they're doing too many of these false starts. I think they just need to roll more with with the directions that they want. Like, even if you don't want to, like, make a big Superman movie, I feel like it would be jarring to just have him with a new actor right after his supposed return as black adam in black adam and because they also have that with a batman there's like batfleck keaton and pattinson uh, and now there would be two superman actors i feel like it's a little bit jarring and even if you don't want to develop like man of steel 2 properly i feel like it would be at least nice to not have announced he's out at Superman to still have the door open for some supporting roles in other characters' movies. See, I this is the part where I where I disagree with you. I think this is where DC has bumped into so many problems is because of that ambiguity. Because of that, oh, but maybe, oh, but maybe. Like, everyone keeps saying for the past few years, oh, is Ben Affleck still our Batman? Is, Super, uh, is Henry Cavill still our Superman? People keep Wondering because WB doesn't give a straight answer. So if we're going for the full reboot, which, like you, Matthew, I think that's the best move to get everyone back in the same page. Just reboot everything, you know, like uh, uh, have a cohesive uh, universe. Yeah, not to mention the there's sort of a Phillips verse now because there's Joker too. You still have Aquaman too, um, that has yet to have been released. And I'm just I'm just gonna throw it out there that I have a feeling DC and and Warner Brothers aren't going to throw away these billion-dollar productions, um, you know, for the sake of starting anew. Um, so even though they're saying they're starting a new universe, you're still going to get stuck with these. It's it's I'm going to call it the New Mutants syndrome, um, because you, you, know, good you had the New Mutants with Marvel. It was the during the the merger of Fox and Marvel, and you have this. Uh, Oh, Fox and Disney, and you have this—you have this project that has been in production for so long, and obviously, it wasn't a great film. Everybody knows that, but it wasn't very good. I still haven't it watched took it forever <laughs> to come out because of this problem. I mean, you could also say, well, Dark Phoenix also, yeah, Dark Phoenix also was struggling 
So you have these two films uh, that people didn't want to see because they knew it didn't matter anymore. Yeah. Uh, and so they're going to lose out on money on these projects. I mean, Jason Momoa is a draw. I'll give them that. Can't say the same for The Flash. Um, unless, you know, you have Michael Keaton out there telling everybody his Batman is the lead, which is not a, a case <laughs> that I think can be made. Um, but you, you have these films that genuinely... I, I just do not see people going out. Or, they're going to go to the theaters, but not in droves. You're not going to have the number one box office response you really want. And uh, I think that's where James Gunn is going to realize he has a problem very quickly uh, because he has these, you could even call them four, because even the Zack Snyder universe is not cohesive. Uh, there's too much going on. Um, the character, the actors are the same, but everything else isn't. Um, so I think that's too many promises. And then you have, you know, your animation division. I mean, arguably the best DC film made in years was Teen Titans Go to the Movies. So uh, Still haven't you, seen it. You, you, you really have this struggle here now where I think maybe even DC should be just developing animation and calling it a day. They might, I, I understand why they want to go for a cohesive universe, but at the end of the day money is the the answer oh yeah there was lego uh, super pets i still haven't seen that i still haven't seen that either and, appa- and apparently super pets was good as well i didn't see it but apparently it was good um but apparently it also had the rock in it yeah because he has to be in everything <laughs> the rock um, is like superman's dog yeah um I, I i didn't see black adam but i'm just almost glad i don't have to see it you know what i mean yeah, you can watch it on HBO Max now if you have nothing better to do. Uh, <laughs> well, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I don't have anything better to do. So there you go. Uh, I will say one thing. This is something I've been saying for years, but of course I'm not there in Hollywood in this meeting, so who's going to hear me? But I feel like they should... They have the perfect uh, blueprint for a universe in their hands. And I'm not talking about the MCU. I'm talking about the animation. The animation universe that they build with the movies is fantastic. And it all connects, but it don't, you don't necessarily need to watch every single movie to understand. Uh, but they all connect. They all build up to bigger movies. And they all kind of tell the, the, keep telling the same story. So, like, you have it right there. But... Again, if he only reboots his own, uh, like uh, if he only reboots Snyder characters and not his own characters, I f- I feel like that would be problematic. I feel well, like he's uh, debunked that rumor already. Yeah, but uh, like debunked in a way that he, you're like a hundred percent sure that they're not coming back. Because the only thing that we're a hundred percent sure now it, is what? that Henry is not coming back and that he's writing a Superman movie. Well, no, he said like he responded to a tweet that said like, "Oh, James Gunn's." Rebooting all the Snyder characters and not his own. And he said, we're not only rebooting all the Snyder characters except the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. First trailer for Oppenheimer dropped. And apparently screened in some IMAX screenings of Avatar 2. Not mine. Not mine. Not mine either. (laughs) But I I saw it on... uh, I, I, I saw it afterwards. And goddamn, I love this director so much. There were a couple times in this trailer where I went, that's a nolan shot right there. And uh, it came out in the trades this week as well that he actually recreated. 
a nuclear explosion. I don't. I don't think it was an actual nuclear Without explosion. Nukes. He, said, he said it would be cheaper than doing it through CGI. I I doubt which, that. Uh... <laughs> okay, he didn't get an actual nuke. <laughs> but uh, I but I still doubt that. But like I I love that he did it because it looks fantastic, and it wouldn't look as good in CGI. You know the the trailer that's been playing in theaters. You know the countdown clock and everything going on. It, it, it after seeing it twice, um, you want it to end. Um, mm -hmm. It's a very basic trailer, which is fine. I like I like trailers that don't give away anything. To be fair, it's a true story, so not really giving away anything. They win the war But, at the end. Spoiler. Yeah, exactly. Um, he he scares them into submission. Um, <laughs> but you know you have. Great filmmaking here. I'm glad it wasn't in black and white like the previous trailer. Yeah, that's. That I was, was scared that the whole movie was going to be like IMAX but black and white, and I was like, maybe not. What's the point? You know, to uh, film an explosion in black and white would have been so sad. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick has entered the chat. Doctor Strange Love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, in I really, 2022. <laughs> I, I really, uh, I, I'm kind of interested. The trailer also didn't really showcase the cast. Um, as much as I thought they would. Um, and so I'm really excited that maybe audiences are in for a real surprise here when they get into the theater, um, when this finally does release. Um, I am interested because it's a Christopher Nolan film that uh, is not really, it's it's not based in fiction. So uh, we, we're really getting something new with him here. Um, it's not going to be the traditional Nolan um experience i think so I'm, i'm really excited this seems like a pet project of his and uh i'm i'm this trailer made me excited for it yeah i'll say one thing you you i completely agree that's really something unique coming from him something that he hasn't done before and i feel it's great timing for that because i um I feel, um, what's the name of his last movie again, Gal? I don't know why I'm blanking. I'm blanking. Tenet, bro. Tenet, thank you. Tenet. Uh, so Tenet was the most Nolan movie he ever made. So I'm excited to see something that goes like more against that, to see how 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 he tells a story that really happened. I'm, I'm really excited to see that. Don't Hopefully. forget Dunkirk existed, huh? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> But I think it's like his first movie that wasn't... that. At least since like the prestige or something that's not driven by fight scenes or like physical action besides like that the explosion. We know of. Yeah. Right. Maybe Oppenheimer like yeah. punches a reporter or something. I'm excited exactly. to also yeah. see uh Robert Downey Jr. supposed to be in the this picks movie. Came out. Um that's good. There's a bunch of cool people in this movie that I'm very excited to see working with Nolan for the first time. And in the trailer, like you said, we don't see like Emily Blunt or a lot of the big people. I saw Jack Quaid in there. I saw Josh yeah. Peck. But maybe in the trailer in March or April or whatever. Yeah. We'll see like a Infinity War lineup of actors. <laughs> And uh, Killian Murphy looks fantastic here, right? He, he looks incredible. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not American, so I didn't study all that shit in middle school or whatever. But, uh, like, we, we got through very broad, like, broad strokes of the wars. Um, I'm assuming you guys have this guy as some hero or something. Uh, so No, nobody really, nobody really views him as a hero here. Really? Uh, it's really, we view him as, like, a, um, I mean, he, he invented something. He wasn't okay. a planner. Like, he was a theoretic physicist. Okay. Yeah. Um, If anything, I would assume if 
for those who do know who he is, because I assume most Americans have no clue who he is in the first place, because Americans are very um, uh, close-minded. I don't want to say dumb. They don't. We, we don't really pay attention. We yeah, we don't pay attention to the, our world to what we don't need um, to. And if we do, it, it's about James Gunn um, starting a new DC universe. Um, Literally. Um, but uh, with all the shots fired at ourselves. Most, most people who do know who he is have probably a negative uh, connotation. Uh, there's a, got it. If you want to get ready for this movie, there's on the Epic Rap Battles of History channel. There's a Thanos versus J. Robert Oppenheimer rap battle. There you go. If you oh, want, if you want some facts about him. If you wanted an uncultured way to find out about this man, there you go. Uh, but yeah, I the, my point being like I don't really know what he looks like even that much. Um, but Killer Murphy looks different enough from himself or himself in other movies to like get a little bit of that suspension of uh, disbelief going and uh, and yeah, I'm super excited to see what he does with this role because it does seem like a really like meaty role. But if this movie isn't your thing, there's gonna be a different movie out on the same day that you can walk into. I will be at this one instead. I will <laughs> tell you. I'm doing a, a, the weirdest double screening of all time. And I think you're going to be with me. <laughs> so you don't have I'm an option. Hoping, I'm, just, I'm just hoping I can see this in IMAX and not Oppenheimer. <laughs> so Barbie, Barbie stars yes. everyone in Hollywood who wasn't busy on Oppenheimer at the time. Exactly. Half the people in Hollywood are in Oppenheimer. Half of them are in the Barbie movie. And it's like Mission Impossible 7 comes out the, the week before. So by then, only those two movies will be filled. Why do they do that? There's so many weekends in the, in the, in the year whatever they're the ones losing money not me uh possible will be fine <laughs> uh but yeah uh what do you think of the trailer matthew uh i, I really liked uh it. me too first of all i love again i like trailers that just don't give away things and while it did kind of give away the tone of where they're going with this um i just kind of like how it was an homage and uh and I just, I'm really excited for, for Barbie. I mean, I love a Noah Baumbach screenplay. Um, so I, I Damn good writer. Yeah. yeah. I haven't As seen his always, latest yet. Uh, I don't know if you... A, I don't yeah, I haven't seen White, White Noise. Noise. Yeah. I saw White Noise in theaters, which I was very lucky yeah. to do. We don't have it here um, yet. No, it, it was playing no, in theaters, be, but not on Netflix. Netflix. I saw it in like a screening thing. Yeah, next but, Friday, um, the 30th. Uh, next Friday is coming yeah. out on Netflix? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but... Uh, I love Greta Gerwig. Um, she's a fantastic director. Also, she's also writing. It's a co-writing. They're married, actually. Um, and your first name is partner. I love, I love Margot Robbie, so I can't complain. Um, and she looks a like fun. a Barbie doll in that shot. She looks exactly well, like a Barbie doll. Originally, Amy Schumer was cast as Barbie. Oh, my they God. They changed it to Margot Robbie. They yeah. dodged a massive bullet. I remember that. It was supposed to be a completely different movie, though. I don't think it was supposed to be as, like, highbrow as this ended up becoming. I think as soon as um, Greta Gerwig joined, they're like, do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. No, and, I, think, I think those, I think Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach both work the best when there's not a studio in the way telling them what to do. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think this is them. People are going to be upset. It's an intellectual property movie. Uh, it, it's Barbie. It's a brand. But I really think they're going for something different here. 
Um, but like, what is there to and, be upset about with Barbie? It's like almost on every property. It's like Mario going woke. They're ruining this movie. Like people take some of these IPs way too seriously. Oh, they're going to. They didn't did interest in the trailer. There's black and Asian and Hispanic Barbies. So people are gonna get upset about that for sure. Oh my god, because people are horrible. I'm I'm just excited for Barbie. I, it's like been my number one film. Like excited for 2023. Wow. Um, We're doing that episode I next. Just, yeah, no spoilers for us, but uh, it's up there. It's up there. Okay, good. I just saw Simu Liu doing like this thing. He's supposed to be Asian Ken, is that it? <laughs> I think he's supposed to be a Ken. No, awesome. And uh, Sute Gatwa, who is the current Doctor Who. Oh, cool. And of course, Gosling. Gosling looks great as Ken. And that is like... Gosling and Ken and Gosling as and and Robbie as uh, Barbie and Ken are like dreamcast because they look like the characters and they have like the quality of actor to make me interested in something like this. Uh, so yeah, I I I feel like they're gonna do like a great job in this one. I'm pretty sure Ryan Gosling was meant to play Ken. From the beginning. Um, Didn't you told like me once. He was born. He was born. They were like, oh, you're going to play Ken one day. <laughs> I think Ken Alan one. said once on the show that he was like, uh, that he said it was like the greatest script he's ever read. And I'm like. Both him and Simu Liu said that. This is the guy who was in the big short, La La Land, Blade Runner 2049, the nice guys, like best script he's ever read. I'm so hey. interested to see what is this script because... It's been hyped to infinity at this point. They can both write their ass off. I'll give them that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, Gerwig, you know, her her big coming out was, you know, uh, Lady Bird. Uh, Lady Bird and, uh, and Little Women. Not Little. It was Little Women? Yeah. Yeah, Little Women. And then uh, and then Bombok. I mean, Bombok's been writing for years. But, you know, Meyerowitz stories, Marriage Story. Uh, you know, you Francis Ha, he wrote with Spoon her the too. Whale, Francis Ha, they wrote together. Miss America, you great know, writer. You have all these, you have all these great films, and a lot of both of their writing styles are very conversational. And I'm really excited to see how that translates to something like Barbie because it's very quippy, the, their dialogue. It's very quick, they know what they're trying to get across. Uh, so I'm, I'm just really excited. Yeah, I think you're not going to get any pushback on this one here. Like, uh, we've been excited about this movie ever since uh, they told us um, that Greta Gerwig was directing. And when it came out that she and um, and Noah were writing it together, and then the casting, like, the excitement just builds up and builds up and builds up. So, like, like yeah, I, I'll, I won't spoil the position, but it it's, it's up there. It's up there in my oh. most excited for next year, for sure. Okay, are you ready for the next one, Gal? We are. Okay, there you go. Donald Glover is now, I guess, hanging up the cape as Aaron Davis, which was like one or two scenes in Homecoming. And now he's playing Hypno Hustler for one of these Madam Web, Craven the Hunter, El Muerto spinoffs that may or may not go into limbo, may or may not start filming. Look, they did this with... Aaron Taylor Johnson, where he like played a side Marvel character, and now he's is. It's confusing. I love Donald Glover, so if he's producing too, which is apparently the deal, 
like look as a creator i just think he's the best so it's not that i'm complaining about him being a part of it i just think the universe is weak the sony universe of marvel the morbius verse venom verse whatever you want to call it i don't know if you can tell by my my reaction how much i hate this uh why are you taking donald glover and putting him in a shit show like this sony marvel extended universe is this the reason atlanta ended no uh he could have been such a good um what's the name of the 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 villain prowler prowler he could have been such a good prowler like why do this i i don't get it like we're so close to miles morales in the mcu like let this universe die and let marvel produce a director films for you didn't you see all the profits that uh, morbius made their uh, business is booming, <laughs> they, like Kingpin says in Spider Verse. They even re-released it to zero dollars amount of money. I think that this. I'm honestly not upset with the this news. Um, Donald Glover, uh, after reading into it a little bit, looks like Donald Glover is really getting full creative control over this project. Um, he's kind of being told you can do whatever the hell you want to do. As long as you stay true to this character who's been in two comic books. Yeah, he's been in two ever. Run. He's been in like five. I and, think. and still and no Batgirl movie. on the list of all top ten worst villains of all time. Oh, um, so he's really able to start fresh and do whatever the hell he wants. If I don't know if you guys have seen Guava Island. Um, Not yet. I haven't seen it yet. It's on my uh, list. It was his uh, music video movie with Rihanna a few years ago. And while I didn't like it. Uh, the one thing it was able to do well was actually bring the music to the big screen um, because they, the music actually changed what the story was doing. So I think that this is something I think that maybe there's even a concept album in here, that there's oh. a reason why he's doing this film. Um, and I think that's more of the, it's more of a childish Gambino project than a Donald Glover project at the end of the day. He's back. And I think, I think that's what I'm actually excited for. Okay. See if, if they pitch it like you just did to me, that might be the only reason for me to give this movie a chance. But we have no way of knowing. Exactly. It's true. It's true. But I don't know. I just feel like he could be. Maybe that's more the Donald Glover fan in me rather than the childish uh, Gambino fan in me because I am a fan of both of these sides of him. He's an incredible creator uh, in general. Um, but I, re I really want to see him in different stuff. Uh, like, he's a great actor. He's a, he's a great even, like, uh, director and writer. So, like... Um, I would really like to see him in different stuff. And if, if he is going to be in in something um, of that nature, I would really prefer for him to stay as the Prowler. But, like, uh, again, if they go with the way that you pitched it, uh, uh, th that might be something that I might get into. But this whole Sony Universe thing, man, like, it's just disappointment after disappointment. I still haven't seen Venom 2, and I don't think I'm going to. Oh, I like Venom 2. Really? I, I did I think, not. I think Venom is the strongest thing they've done. Um, and I think it's going to continue to be the strongest thing they've done. I liked Venom two actually better than Venom. Um, I think they both. Sucked. I think I don't. I don't think Carnage was developed properly, but I think it was a great film, at least for the Sony Marvel universe. For that level. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to give it a. Well, the first one uh, set the bar pretty low. 
Yeah, so, I mean, no, I even liked the first Venom film. It the first the one I liked thing. enough, but, like, didn't, it didn't... Man, it was bad. Like, it was like a weird 90s popcorn superhero flick. It was it's like the deleted scenes Eddie from The Amazing Spider-Man 2. So, and we're about to get Venom in the MCU as well, so, like, it's, it's too much. Well, supposedly, maybe, who knows. Yeah, who knows. We have that sim. there is the symbolite uh then that film yeah exactly so i'm i don't know i really hope that they um this has nothing to do with what we're talking about but that they focus uh a lot on tom hall and spider-man in the next uh in the yeah, next one not universe talking about hmm? nothing to do with what we're talking about but everything to do what we're talking about because right. at the end of the day the sony marvel universe is probably leading up to a collision of some kind um, because there's no way you have Tom Holland locked up for another ten years ish, and you're not going to throw him into this. Well, they try Madam to do web superverse you're making. They try to do a weird thing with Michael Keaton, and I don't know if that's going anywhere. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, if they, I think the the path forward here, uh, like you have uh, Tom Holland's next trilogy, and I think he'll be done after that. Uh, this is, I think in the industry like almost certain like uh they're reaching close contracts and all that that's what's coming out in the trades um if that is the case i don't think you should do another peter parker i feel like it's time for him to pass it on to miles morales even though we have the animated one could even be the same character as 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 much as i care because that's a great movie um so yeah i feel like uh like i agree with you like after this Three movies. I feel like Tom Holland's gonna go bye bye, and um, we'll get a we'll get a new one. Which is why I was excited to see him as the Prowler. Because if we get a if we get a a, a Spider Man Mars Morales, he could be a he would be a great first villain for him, and it would be like sh- so shocking and sad for for him as a character. But whatever. At least they did it well with the Mahershala Ali version and yeah, the animation. That was really good. Okay, are you guys ready to move on? So, uh, this one is... uh, FNAF. That's how you (laughs) abbreviate it. So, apparently, Five Nights at Freddy. The movie's happening is moving forward with Matthew Lillard uh, of uh, Scooby-Doo Greatness uh, and Josh Hutterson. I don't really, I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce his last Josh name. Josh Hutcherson. There was okay. actually a poll somewhere. I think either Reddit or one of those like Hollywood sites. And they asked like the fans who were the top castings of all time. Number two was RDJ's Iron Man. Number one, Matthew Lillard is shaggy. It's perfect casting. You can't complain about that casting. Uh, I'm not a Five Nights at Freddy guy. I, I, Me neither. I've never played it, but I mean... I've only seen Matthew Lillard and older stuff like Scream and whatnot. Josh Hutcherson, I don't know if he did anything since The Hunger Games besides uh, The Disaster Artist, which he had like a very supporting role in. So maybe this means a comeback for both of them. Maybe it doesn't get made. No way of knowing. I, I still want Scooby-Doo 3. Fuck this shit. <laughs> Written by James Gunn. Hey, I don't think that's happening anytime soon. Yeah, he's too busy. Um, but back. yeah, I think we've mentioned before we have like a we have like a saying in the show, Matthew, that like we go, as long as uh, this person is getting money, 
I don't care. And I feel that way about Matthew Lillard. So as long as he's getting money, make whatever you want. I don't know. I'm a fan of horror movies. Uh, love horror as a genre. Uh, I think it's a great medium, especially for actors who aren't really movie stars anymore. Uh, which I think Josh Hutcherson at one point was a movie star. Um, you Absolutely. could give him other games. Um, and that one movie with he, The Rock, uh, Journey to the yeah. Mysterious Island. Yeah, the Center of the Earth movies. Yeah. Uh, you give him those. Um, but with The Rock, yeah. Um, but after those, he didn't. He, he, I, I, yeah, I remember him in The Disaster Artist. Um, other than that, he hasn't done crap. Maybe he did future, an animated pro Maybe he was a voice actor for a bit. I don't know. Future Team, Future Gang. I forgot what it's called. Future something. Don't even know what that is. He, um, it was some show that he but, did. Wait, I need to find another name. Yeah, he, he, he. This is what he wants to do. I mean, I'm sure he has money for days. So I'm not really uh, worried about him. Uh, Hunger Games money is something I think every actor would wish for. Um, but, you know, you have to give him some credit. Horror is a great way to get back into it. Um, yeah. And I think this will be fun. To, it'll be a fun movie whether you know anything about the IP or not, which I know little to nothing about FNAF. Yeah, I think we're all on the same boat on that one. Uh, but I agree with you. Uh, horror is one of our favorite genre, uh, genres here on the show. And um, yeah, uh, if it's a decent, like a good horror movie just needs like decent visuals and a good script. And some good actors, which uh, it has in these two. So let's see what uh, what they come up with. Okay, I'm only saying this because it was really bothering me. Josh Hutcherson did a show called Future Man. It was some dumb sci-fi show. Oh, I show. know Future Man. I know yeah? Future Man. Okay. okay. I haven't seen it. That was Josh Hutcherson? Yeah. Apparently. Apparently, okay. Uh, okay, so this is uh, the trades for this week. Um, uh, are you ready are you guys ready to move on? We're going to talk about our Total Recall movie of the week. If you haven't watched our show before, Total Recall is when we talk about a movie that has perhaps something to do with the, our current review, perhaps not, uh, but that came out a while back and we see if it holds up. This week's Total Recall is on Avatar from 2009. Wonder why. Directed by... Uh, James Cameron, written by James Cameron, even edited by James Cameron. He had so much control over this movie. Um, and starring Sam Worthington, uh, Zoe Saldana, Sigourney Weaver, Stephen Lang, Michelle Rodriguez, Giovanni Ribisi, and uh, oh, that's something else. And Giovanni Ribisi. <laughs> uh, first question we usually ask around here when we're doing Total Recall, and I'm gonna direct it. Uh, towards Matthew, does it hold up? I actually was able so for you guys, I guess I could say this morning I went to go see Avatar, um, <laughs> the 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 way of water. Um, but uh, the day before, I uh, caught it on a premium cable channel, um, the original, and and watched the entire thing, commercial breaks and all. Um, that's a warrior and, right there. I know. Um, Haven't done that and, in a while. It does not hold up. Um, I, 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 I didn't see it in 3D when it originally came out. I, I, this is a film I very clearly, I think, believe needs 3D uh, to, per, to at least work as a film. Uh, it needs an editor uh, is what I took away from him. It's boring. Um, the story does not cohesively fit together. Um, 
it is very long. Um, the writing is just mediocre at best. Uh, the acting performances are fantastic. Acting is not the problem with these films. Um, but if I could watch the entire Avatar film, okay, finish the film, go into the sequel, and before I watch the sequel, I had to think to myself, what's the main character's name again? <laughs> I think that there's a problem there. Is it Jake? Um, Jake Sully. It's Jake Sully. Okay. That's like, uh, for me, that's like such an iconic sounding name. Jake Sully. Um, Jake Sully. And exactly. I think I could have remembered Sully. I don't know if I could have remembered Jake. Um, and so you you have this film and it, it does wonder, it did wonderful things for the medium of film. I'll give it that. It, um, it, it, for years, it's it's been brought up as probably, at least technically speaking, one of the greatest films of all time. Uh, when you're talking about what they were able to accomplish with CGI mocap, um, but it, it doesn't, it does not hold up. Uh, at least, especially now when comparing it to Way of Water, which I'm sure we'll get to in a bit. I'm gonna be honest. I uh, I disagree about holding up. This is a movie that I've watched a lot of times. I didn't catch in theaters because I was seven at the time, but I watched it a lot of times and it was on TV and whatnot. And I really loved it. I also think almost anyone would say it's one of the most beautiful looking movies of all time. And then they re-released it in September in 3D. And I decided to go and watching it on a big screen, even so many years later, it felt like discovering a movie for the first time. And it still looks better than, uh, than say, some of the superhero movies that are coming out now. And I think that's a lot to the world building of Pandora. Yes, the story is really basic. There's movies that came before that do almost the same thing, where there's a guy who comes in um, and is like protecting the indigenous race, and he changes sides. You know, dances with wolves, The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise, which is a movie I Pocahontas. love. <laughs> Pocahontas. It's basically Pocahontas. <laughs> Blue Pocahontas. But I do think the execution and the visuals and, like you said, the performances. Um, more than make it a very immersive movie that I feel was really rewatchable. And we could also talk a lot about the impact it had on media because of its use of 3D and CGI. Let's talk a bit about that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'll, I'll, I just want to get started with like uh, my my part in it, uh, saying I I went into this movie with a more similar feeling as to what Matthew has, like that's the memory I had that it was like a pretty bland movie. I did watch it in theaters, I believe five times when it came out. Oh my goodness! Um, so you really had a journey with it. Uh, I, I I was thirteen, I think, maybe fourteen when it came out, and um, yeah, I watched it with my parents. Then I watched it with friends like multiple times in theaters, and I remember having the best time. But it not um, years later, I didn't have a very fond memory of it. Again, similar to what everything that Matthew was saying, I was that's that's what lingered with me more when I watched it at a later point. Um, but I will say, I don't know if it's because I had hype for the second one. Maybe I had I let that get into my head. I don't know, but I feel like now I land somewhere in the middle between you two. I feel like um, I can agree with a lot of points that both of you brought up. And 
Um, but I will say I really enjoyed watching it. It was a it was a good experience. Um, I did something I did I do sometimes that really helps um, movies that are a bit too long. That I split it. <laughs> I watched it half in one night, half in uh, the night after. Um, so I was like uh, more energized <laughs> for the second half, I guess, and that did, that did wonders for it. Um, and I I really ended up having a really good time. Uh, so I think Gal would you uh, um you will you would give it this movie maybe like a nine and a half, right? Yeah. And uh, Matthew, I'm assuming you would go a little bit more towards uh, I'd, a I'd five. I'd give it a six. Six. I'd give it a six. Okay. Because the th- the thing is, while the while the while the writing is mediocre and the plot is very basic. And bare bones for what it is. I mean, unobtainium. You got to be kidding me. Okay, that uh, I agree with. That I agree with. Um, That's uh, right. and you know you have this movie, and, but with the things it just did for film in general, and it's a beautiful movie. Yeah, you you got to give it that. And I think at the end of the day, that that itself makes it a good experience at least watch. It also started the 3D renaissance of oh. every blockbuster, which is out in funny 3D. because Avatar was the only one to do it properly. Exactly, I was gonna say that. I was gonna be like, I don't like that it did because nobody knows how to do it. Um, okay, so I would give it an eight. So I guess it's right in the in the middle between you guys. And I would like to point out that this movie has ten Academy Award nominations. For Best Picture, Best Director, uh, uh, Best Cinematography, Best Film Editing uh, for Matthew Surprise, and mine maybe as well, Uh, (laughs) uh, Best Original Score, and Best Visual Effects, among some others, and he won uh, Best Art Direction, Best Cinematography, and Best Visual Effects, and I agree with all of those. All of those aspects of the movie were really good. I would have also maybe given it original score because honestly, the score in this movie the is in my is top 10 of all time. Yeah, the score is is, is fantastic. Yeah. I don't remember who it competed with. Wait, what year? What year it lost to Up. Uh, it lost to Up. It was the Oscars of 2010. It lost Best Picture to The Hurt Locker. Oh, yeah, and he lost Best Direction to his ex-wife, didn't he? Exactly. That's gotta uh, hurt. See. Score, score, score. <laughs> up was the winner. Score. Michael Giacchino. They lost to Up. Yeah. Was it Michael Giacchino first big score? Maybe. Yeah. Only first win. Oh, his first big score. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, well, I'm he asking. did Incredibles and Ratatouille. Oh, he was yeah, nominated right. only for Ratatouille and Up. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. I don't remember Up score that, that well. I haven't watched the movie in years, but there's a one track, Married Life, during the whole that torture that, scene. That is a. <laughs> That's beautiful amazing. song but um but yeah uh, i agree the the score in this movie is fantastic I, it's honestly one of my favorites maybe even top five but yeah i forgot about this one of the best oscar moments of all time james cameron losing best director to his ex-wife yeah uh catherine bigelow catherine bigelow for the hair locker also a good movie also a good movie um, um but I think we'll, I think that's it for Avatar, right? I think we all. Oh, I was gonna I was gonna ask one thing. Go up, Do we go think the it. villains in this movie hold up? I I don't. Because <laughs> I really like Stephen Lang, but uh, Giovanni Ribisi. I, I don't know. The villains aren't the story, though. I don't really know if that's really the point of the film. But um, it's a funny question because I, I want to. Could... 
because I want to bring up one scene that even though I love this movie, I think is like funny, but I don't think intentionally is where Giovanni Ribisi is like hearing Sigourney Weaver's speech about Awa and like the network through the trees. And then he's like, they're just goddamn trees. I left my like, ass A plus environmentalism writing. I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think but that was within character, though. You watch. It, it, it really makes was. sense. Yeah, he wasn't. Was. He was this a, is funny. He was a capitalist asshole. Of course, he would say that. That's they that, want their unobtainium. He wants the unobtainium. <laughs> they can't be obtained. <laughs> Don't you know? Um, yeah, I feel like the the villains are a bit cartoony. But again, like Matthew said, I feel like they were that was really in character for them. <laughs> but I do, I do actually really like Stephen Lang's performance. He sells. Miles Corridge so well. He does, but I think he does a better job in the next movie we're going to talk about. Agreed. Really? Okay, so we should get into it then. Let's get into it. So, we are reviewing the new blockbuster sensation, apparently, because it just made like $600 million in like four days. Uh, Avatar The Way of Water. Uh, It came out just this past weekend. Uh, Again, directed... By James Cameron. According and, to himself, uh, the only person who can direct an Avatar movie. Yeah, but I think he already walked back on that. <laughs> yeah, wait, he said he wants to pass the torch eventually, uh, if he makes six and seven. Exactly. and um, But this time, not written or edited by him. Uh, he was uh, really? d- uh, just a director. And he wrote it in a writer's room type of situation with multiple writers to help him establish the universe moving forward. So they wrote already, I think, until Avatar 5, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's the plan right now. Uh, so they have that all mapped out. Um, and yeah, um, let's. Uh, it, it, starts, it starts most of the same people as the first one, even though two of them died. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, plus uh, Kay Winslet and Cliff Curtis. Plus uh, the kids. Uh and I guess I'll throw to Gao because I know how excited he is to talk about this movie. Uh, what did you think, Gao? I loved it. This is maybe my most anticipated of the year. Um, yeah, we've been clashing about that for like the past two years. <laughs> yeah, because watching a movie like this on the big screen, it's something unrivaled. And I think everyone coming out of this movie, no matter what you think of the first one, agreed that what James Cameron achieves here is just as amazing at least and again the story is pretty basic i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say he creates like the best screenplay of all time but i think visually and the vibe the editing the way the camera moves even when most of what you're seeing is cgi it's um it looks really amazing especially the stuff underwater i mean i've been scuba diving a lot of times so like it really just captures the beauty of the underwater without ever making you feel like it wouldn't be there. Like even Aquaman looks great, but you know, it's not really there because it's like out of this world. This it's Pandora, but there's something grounded, even though it's so out there to the visuals. Yeah, I agree. He makes it feel like it's so real. Uh, like it's crazy, especially watching it in uh, in 3D, uh, in the water scenes. 
like again i i hate people that do that and um i like i i i really don't like watching movies in 3d but this guy just knows how to make movies in 3d it's crazy uh i hate people that like try to touch things and all that but i gotta say if i saw some kids doing that i'll be like i i, I, I understand your confusion my guy uh this i don't blame you beautiful. i want pet whale too you know I, I exactly oh that whale was exactly but if you're over 18 and you're doing this you have a problem uh uh <laughs> so yeah i agree with uh everything you said like it is a bit of a basic story which i think was the problem with the first one as well like it's a revenge tale uh in this one and um and a story about capital f family Vin exactly Diesel um but i gotta say i had a i had a blast watching this movie in uh and in a different way than i have a blast like watching like an avengers movie or something like that because i feel like when i watch those movies i probably have a smile on my face more often. I'm more excited more often. But this was more of an experience than uh, than anything else. I just really... Again, I hate people to say that. But I really felt transported to the world of Pandora. And uh, in my head right now, I'm killing every critic that said that in 2009. And I thought it was the stupidest thing I ever heard. So yeah, I agree. This movie is fantastic. I have to echo both of your thoughts. I mean, it it really is a great immersive experience. Uh, I I don't like 3D at all, uh, but I knew I had to see. Because I'm the only 3D. one. Yeah, uh, it is the fact that I was almost impressed with the 3D in this film, like the the way that the your with the perspective would shift uh, in 3D was beautifully done. You characters entering from in front of you which technically would be the bottom of the screen without 3D. But because you're in 3D, it's entering in front of you. And it, it made things feel very real, very like you were part of the, the well, like you were part of Pandora. Um, the one thing I think in this film that worked the best, I think that's different than the first, is it really does work better in water and not in the forests. Uh, I agree. The story is so much better that it's taking place in this 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 world that yeah it's the same planet but it's a completely different environment and everything is more I mean obviously you can do more I think it's physics wise I think is what I had a problem with a little bit in the first film and it made things feel so much realer having them be in the water. Everything felt a little bit slowed down in the way things work. Not as, um, I know a lot of people claim the first film is just one long Xbox 360 cutscene. Um, but uh, <laughs> <Wow>. this, <laughs> this, not... this film di- didn't feel as much of that. That's actually what my and friend actually... said. Is he was like, um, there was one part with like Miles Quaritch. Um, I don't remember which scene exactly it was, but he said, this looks like a cutscene, but I love that. No, it's the frame rate. It's the reason that behind yeah. is the frame rate, and which was a, a choice. I honestly don't like when films are sped up to that point. I don't like it either. Um, Ang but they make it work. Ang Lee has they gotten a lot of flack for it. Here, they did it well. I think, unlike I think both the Europeans, I think the plot here really was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was the one thing this film actually capitalized on was that we actually had stakes. There were 
beautiful moments throughout. I, I think it was a cohesive three-act film. Um, each act had its own personality. And I think the one thing I do have a problem with, it does feel like a rehash of the first film. There are some moments, that's honestly my main complaint in this movie, is there are some moments where he was trying a little too hard to remake or like like nod to the first movie. Like when Miles yeah. goes, we're not in Kansas anymore. Or um, or like certain needle drops. Like don't have a problem with using James Horner's score pieces of it again because it's beautiful. But like at the height of the second act where something terrible happens in both movies, he was the exact same score. I didn't know. It's that. probably it's probably to invoke the same emotion, which is fine. Um, I I I also didn't uh, I didn't hate the child acting, uh, which I, me neither. Know, which, which which as a which as a former child actor myself, I'm very picky about. Um, <laughs> he's very picky, and, about, and he's not a child. I will actor. I will I will uh, I will say I did audition for this film. Really. Wow. I, in twenty in twenty sixteen, I, I was. Oh yeah, they filmed was, it a long uh, time ago. I I was I did audition for this film twice. Um, Can you say for what part? part? Uh, we did not receive script materials for this uh, movie. Okay. They had us bring in our own material, so I did not even know what part. I'm assuming a child, because uh, I was a child in twenty sixteen. <laughs> I was thirteen, um, but uh, it, I did audition for this film. It was the weirdest audition process in my life. Um, because when you know nothing about, like, obviously we knew it was Avatar, but you know we had nothing to, we had we knew nothing. Um, but yeah, this started filming in 2017, um, which is insane. I, I read an article yesterday that Edie Falco, who played a, she played the military gal, and this I, one, I think I've um, seen this. Yeah, she said that um, she thought that it was, this was already released and had flopped because she filmed it so long ago. And she just hadn't heard about it, so she assumed that no one went to see it. <laughs> Which I honestly respect uh, going up to that, but uh, <sighs> I, this ha- this is making $600 million in a weekend, so I think she'll be fine. Yeah, and uh, I'm assuming, I'm assuming, you know, she's probably in the next one as well, which has already been filmed uh, as well. They, 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 I believe these, these were filmed as one movie. As one, yeah. yeah. I think... Either Winslet or Zoe Saldana said that they were going back and forth, shooting scene from two one day, and then the next day shooting a scene from Avatar three. Gotcha. Uh, I will say one thing, um, uh, Matthew. I am very picky with, sh- with child actors, even though I wasn't one. Uh, <laughs> I have a really complex situation with them. Uh, if you watch the show a lot, you know this. Um, and I also, he also makes a lot of exceptions on the show. He's like, I don't really like child actors, but... Exactly. When, when I do like them, I really like them. And it, it was the case here. It was really good. Even, even Sigourney Weaver was good as a child actress. Yeah, so that put me <laughs> off. Cause... I, loved, I loved that choice, honestly. No, me I, too. I thought she did excellent, and I thought it was a really creative way to put her. But every now and then, I'm like, this is a 73-year-old woman's voice coming out of... And I'm assuming yeah. she's going to grow up for probably Avatar 4 and 5 or some shit, and uh, then it's just going to be her. <laughs> no, but it's a great character. Works honestly, for me. Works for me. Works for me as well. As... I honestly think, like, specifically Sigourney Weaver's character and another one of the kids... They're at least like as poetic and interesting characters as Jake and Natiri and the rest of the, the kids adults. were the best part of this movie, honestly, when we're talking about story, I think. Um, yeah. 
spider bro 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 that's all you hear in the third act with the kids oh yeah um, yeah oh my god um so i think that's actually my one complaint the kids is do they know how to refer to themselves other than bro i don't Dude. think they did yeah they didn't have instagram where they could say fam you have to remember Dog. also it's 2016 so it's a lot less uh oh my god <laughs> there's a lot less the vocabulary for uh adolescence back in the day well what i noticed this is a this was a rick jaffa um screenplay and he did the the planet of the apes movies yeah including the and upcoming i one. believe he's even writing the next one that comes yeah. out in the years and his wife amanda silver yeah so like they're I, I mean, they're. I mean, he also did Jurassic World. I did not like Jurassic mm -hmm. World. The first but one. It's only the first yeah, one. Yeah, the first Jurassic World. Uh, the first one was like. Uh, okay. I liked it. Not two and three. It was the best of the three. Oh, for I, sure. I, I, yeah, I think we all I agree can't on that. that. <laughs> um, I'm the weird guy that likes I, the second one, but we, we we don't have to talk about that. But I think, uh, I think the screenplay was honestly one of the highlights of the film on like the first i think i think that james cameron removed himself from a lot of the production process other than it looks like direction and editing which well again, he still has I a screenwriting editing, credit yeah because i think he led the writer writer's room okay. well he led the Got writer's it. room but when you when Got you exit it. yourself as the lead like obviously he, he it's his story we're giving him that okay yeah he is avatar james cameron yeah, but when you allow others to have their voice, it's not really his as much as it was, and he allowed others to give their input, which I think was probably the biggest thing needed from the first film. Also, when I say a story is basic, you can have a basic ass story that's been done a million times, and everything else elevates the story. And I won't say, "Oh, the story is weak." Like, yeah, I didn't that's definitely think what I weak. felt here. Um, also, I've seen a lot of people who are complaining about the runtime and i'm just like i think people need to really take it easy that was the sh that was the shortest three hours and ten minutes literally literally yeah and it's people act like they haven't seen titanic a thousand times which is a couple minutes longer and these are the Lord same the people Rings, that watched avengers endgame like or two years Stranger ago three Things years in ago one day and it was like a three three hour movie as well so yeah i don't get that either also if you're going you should know. Either it's for you or it's not for you. Don't be like, oh, three hours? Are you crazy? Like, hey, we've not not like I've been waiting for a new Avatar yeah. film, but you know, it's been since two thousand nine. A lot of people have their three hours in Pandora. Come Honestly, on. I felt I didn't feel it was three hours. I felt like it was long, like mm -hmm. in the middle portion where the plot slowed down. But I could have sat for at least another like half hour well, and enjoyed it. Well, at least when the film is slow, you can look at the pretty visuals. Yep. At least when it's slow, I thought the development and the emotion between the characters and the settings and yeah. the animals was pretty beautiful. I do have a, I do have to address uh, a specific point uh, about the story. I want to expose my sister for a second in the show because she messaged me yesterday. Um, actually, she commented on uh, on one of the film fanatics posts, and she was like, she just said, "Terrible." And uh, and I text and um, and I responded, no, and uh, <laughs> and then like a day later she texted me on WhatsApp and she was like, Alan, and I was like, what? She was like, why did you like that movie? And I was like, wait, 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 what? And she was like, yeah, uh, why did you like that movie? It's pretty and all, but it has like no, no story. 
And that was literally I, a conversation and between. I, I quickly explained to her in a 30 second audio message. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not like explaining in like a bad way. She She's one of my favorite people to watch, to watch movies with, which was why I was so weirded out by that, that reaction. Um, so I sent her a quick message saying basically like, yeah, it's a bit of a derivative story that we've seen before, but like, I really like the way they told it and like he really, uh, you know, uh, really well acted and well directed. And it, like you said, it's a beautiful movie and I feel like it's bu really building up to something. That's an exact conversation I had with my brother after he hated Nope. And I was telling him a simple story, but it's freaking amazing. Do you guys want to give scores to Avatar? Starting with Gal because he's always um, excited. It's right now a nine out of ten. But I really want to watch this movie again. Like maybe I'm gonna have to give it a nine out of ten as well, dude. I think we're all in agreement. Nine out of ten all around. I think this is the first <laughs> time this happened on the show. <laughs> Me and Gal sometimes no, really collide. <laughs> I think another watch will do this film even better than. Uh, sure. I agree. That's why. Um, just comparing it because it's another beloved sequel from this year that also got so much traction. Uh, Top Gun Maverick was a movie where I went a second time in theaters and it just raised my love for that movie. Um, well, this is a year. This is a year of sequels. I might yeah, say. bro. Avatar two, Black Panther two, Top Gun two. Yeah. Um, Do you guys want to talk Oscar chances as well for it a little bit? Winning visual effects, hands down. Cameron will get a director nod. Um, I'm not, I, think I wouldn't so. be surprised on that. At this I think point, he'll get a Best Picture nod too. It's been nominated for the Golden Globes for Best Drama, which they only have five. Critics' Choice had 11 this year. Avatar was also on. He got directing nominations in both those categories. I could even see it. I think it'll for sure get nominated for Cinematography. I think it could even win again. Uh, I don't know if there's another strong competitor in that category this year. Dark Horse to Jordy Weaver on Supporting Actress. Oh, that's... Ooh. That's, uh... Interesting. That is an interesting possibility. She did a really good job. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad. I don't see it happening, but I wouldn't be mad. Well, I don't. I just think with these movies, especially because you don't see their faces, it's really hard to give them acting nods. Yeah. Yeah. What about um score? Do you think it'll get a nomination again? I don't know if it'll get nomination for score because it's a lot of reuse. I agree with that, but at the same time, I think of John Williams getting nominated for Star Wars Seven, Eight, and Nine, even though he reused a lot of his own themes. So I'm not sure. Yeah. I feel like it's getting a nom. I don't know if it's going to win. Uh, actually, first one didn't I'm, win. I'm pretty sure it's not going to win. Uh, but it will get, I think it will get a nom. What are you guys thinking about wins? I think there's a... Oh, wait, guys, guys. The score the score is going to the Fableman. It's a John, it's a John Williams score. It's automatically going to the Fableman. Oh, yeah, you you're right. So? <laughs> yeah. It's a John Williams it's, score. It's a law. It's a John Williams score. He's going to win. I mean... Uh... uh I don't think he's won since Schindler's though, and he gets nominated like every it's, other year. It is very true, but I think the Fableman's because it, it's the Fableman. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it is a great score. It's for sure nominated. For oh, sure, definitely. yeah. And uh, okay, so I feel like uh, should win for winning. It would be for best visual effects. I think for now, that's the only like should win that we have for like a win. Uh, for Avatar, I think uh, that's fair. I would say cinematography also, but and I'm not sure. Perhaps cinematography, um, but I think something that might happen, and um, 
you guys can correct me if you think I'm wrong. I think there's a chance Jim Cameron takes the the directing uh, Oscar this year. I think there's a real shot that that can happen. Uh, it's it's a, it's like you said before. It's a stronger movie when it comes to direction, and the industry loves this movie. Like it's you know it's been talked about to death at this point. Does the industry love this movie more than they love Steven Spielberg? That's what I'm thinking because right now my guess is Steven Spielberg could win directing Oscar number three. Do both of them already? Did does James Cameron, Cameron have won one? For Titanic. He won for directing. Titanic. Okay. Um, I I would say that they are the two front runner, front runners right now. I would never put anything against Spielberg, especially because this is a greatly directed movie that he did this year. Uh, but. I do think that there's the dark horse chance that uh, Jim Cameron takes it away from him. What I think of... Well, there's is... also, you know, Martin McDonough. Yeah, Sarah Polly for Women Talking. I know you've seen it. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's I... beautiful. I mean, this is a really strong year for directing. Everything, Everywhere, All um, at Once, The Daniels. I think they'll get nominated exactly. at least. I just watched uh, The Banshees uh, a couple nights ago. And uh, such a good movie. Fantastic. And he is an incredible director. Uh, we're gonna do an episode of on him in January where we talk about all his movies. Uh, but I still think this this is a year that they're gonna go for the big name, and it's either gonna be Steven or or Jim. I feel like that's that's where it's heading. I might be wrong. What I think back at is is like the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Peter Jackson was nominated for Fellowship and Return of the King, and won for Return of the King. So I think the main key here is. Do people think it's better, more of an achievement than the first Avatar? And right now it's sounding like yes. Yeah. Um, even Francis Ford Coppola lost directing for the first Godfather, even though it won picture, and then won directing for the second. So it's not like... It's not out of the realm of possibility, like for sure. Yeah, but it's just the first Avatar was so monumental that will the way of water feel like the same achievement and cultural stamp, which right now it's looking like people feel that way. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the rest, um, I don't know. Uh, it's def- I, I also think it's getting into Best Picture, but I think we all agree on, uh, on that one, right? Uh, not for win, but for, uh, for Nom. I think so. I think both that and Top Gun have a great shot of getting in for Picture. Yeah, and I think they're pushing out uh, Black Panther. In a year that... In a year, if you didn't have one of these, you would have Black Panther, but I think they bo- they're both pushing it out. I would think Black Panther... I do not believe should be in that conversation um, only for the fact that it just doesn't do anything new. Uh, and it's, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a good movie. Uh, but also there's not really a standout performance in the film either. Well, Bassett's uh, getting serious Oscar buzz now. Yeah. She could be the first ever MCU performance to get an Oscar nomination. Which, you know, I think she's getting serious buzz, but I also think supporting actress is a stacked field. Uh, you're gonna probably see a, an actress from Women Talking take it home. Uh, no, but I think she'll get nominated. I think she'll get nominated. Oh, a nomination! I think a nomination is all but sure. But you also, Bassett. you know, the performances in Glass Onion. Uh, you know, Kate Hudson, Janelle Monae. I think is technically supporting actress. I think Janelle Monae got in for Critics' Choice. She has, she has some buzz. Jesse Buckley for Women Talking also got in. I'm thinking Carrie Condon for Banshees of Inisherin. She's like also getting runner. in for sure. Yeah, I think she's a front exactly. runner so to win supporting it's a actress. Very stacked, 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 stacked. 
And as somebody who's like a SAG member, and I'll be voting for the mm-hmm. SAG Awards uh, come next month, I'm mostly taking into account whose performances not not based on the film they're in, but based on the performances. Yeah. So Absolutely. it's a it's a, it's a very interesting uh, category this year. Yeah. So in other sure. words, uh, Sigourney Weaver has your vote. <laughs> no, she did not have my vote. Sadly. <laughs> uh, uh, I, there are there. It's just too strong of a category right now. I'd have to go with Conjuring right now if I was going to vote. Carrie Condon, I agree with that. Yeah, for now I agree with you as well. Uh, but I, I, I do have Angela Bassett as my sec, as my second or th- no, as my third in that, uh, in that category, in that category. But to be fair, I haven't watched, I haven't seen Woman Talking yet. Me neither. So, hey, her whole family died, guys. <laughs> yeah. She's queen of the most important nation in the world. Has she not given everything? <laughs> Has she not, Has she not given everything? <laughs> this was a great episode. Um, I feel like uh, we talk our. We talked our our listeners ears off about Avatar, um, <laughs> uh, but it was a great show. Um, we enjoyed a lot having you here, Matthew. Um, Thank you. I enjoyed have, I enjoyed being on, guys. Uh, yeah, um, Gal has told me about you for a while, so like uh, we wanted to get you in for for some time. Yeah. It's been a bit of time in the making having you on here. Definitely, and uh, hopefully we can have you again soon. Yes, for sure. Just hit me up. Awesome. Glad to be here. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, do you want to shout out your social media, even though I think people can see it? Yeah, but... sure. It's uh, just the Matthew Royer on uh, practically everything. Uh, if Twitter dies soon, uh, you can also follow me on Instagram. But, Letterbox, uh, same thing. Uh, those are... Yeah, just the Matthew Royer. Awesome. Uh, thank you so much uh, for coming, Matthew. If you want to follow us on our social media, uh our channel's uh, social media is at Film Fanatics Pod. I don't know why it says Film Fanatics here. I will change it for next time. Uh, it's at Film Fanatics Pod. At a POD at the end. At a POD at the end. Um, on everything also, Instagram, TikTok. We don't have a Twitter yet. I don't think we will anytime soon because that is going to help. And also, don't, uh, don't forget to subscribe to our channel. Uh, we have like a new button right here i don't think you can click it uh <laughs> uh to subscribe to our channel uh leave a comment uh if you like to have it or if you think it has any chances in the oscar races we're talking and uh yeah we'll see you guys soon uh i'm alan and i'm gall have a good one guys bye guys film fanatics, film fanatics. From the silver screen to your earphones with Alan Azulay and Gal Balaban.